Well, happy Valentine's Day, listeners. Or Galentine's Day. I love Valentine's Day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you guys love Valentine's Day? Do you decorate for Valentine's Day? I love any holiday. Anything. It, any random holiday that gets named in your planner that you didn't know about, yes, I want to decorate for it. I love it. <laughs> Are you surprised? I'm like, yep, Valentine's wreath on my door right now. <laughs> Heart-shaped pancakes this morning. I, I know it's cheesy, but I love it. I love putting all the hearts up all around my house. I gather things, more Valentine's Day decorations every year. I have pink tablecloths with hearts on them and pink and white garlands that I wrap around light fixtures and all the things. I love it. That's cute. I'm doing good to get my Christmas tree up for Christmas. So I usually- You should make a Valentine's tree. Then you don't have to have your tree down. (laughs) I was going to say- (laughs) <laughs> At the time of this recording, we're in January and the tree is not down yet. So we shall see if this is a, oh, look, it's a Valentine's Day tree. It's Christmas yeah. tree Valentine's Day edition. <laughs> Welcome to Book Fair. We help thoughtful women find wholesome, life-affirming books for themselves and their families. Are you tired of picking up the latest new release and finding it full of junk you don't want in your life? You are in the right place. This show shares curated content and we do it together within a fun book-loving community. So pull up a chair at the table and join the feast. But we wanted this episode, this topic to drop on Valentine's Day because for book lovers, what better topic is there than books about books? I'm not sure what it is, but there are so many of them out there. And as book lovers, we love books about books, books about books, libraries, bookshops, authors, book agents, book printers, <laughs> librarians, all the things, library, all the things, book clubs. Are there book- books? Are there books about books about books? Very meta. Yes. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> For sure. So on this Valentine's Day, that is our topic. Books about books and how much we love them. I have read so many of these. I have such a long list. Um, Y'all are probably going to have to cut me off. But I'm going to let Amanda (laughs) start talking about some of her books about books categories. (laughs) Okay, so you may say this is a workaround for our two to three list limit. (laughs) But I'm not saying that. And I feel like the tables have turned because Trisha has a ton and I actually have three favorites to share. So we'll see. We'll see. So this is one of those topics where when I started thinking about it, I thought, oh man, I, I really, I don't think I've read any and I don't know. I have a huge focus on this genre, shall I say, for my year this year, but I didn't think I had read a lot. Well, I have read a little more than I thought, but I haven't read much. It is more in my TBR than what I have read. But I was trying to sort them and come up with some categories because I didn't realize how broad this topic is and how many books out there exist. So I thought it might be helpful to categorize. So My first category is like factual info or like reference kind of books. 
A couple of examples are What Jane Austen Ate and Charles Dickens Knew by Daniel Poole. It's a really great, it reads more like a reference for me. I've hopped from topic to topic. Like how many pounds would a person have gotten a year? You know, how much that money was worth and, and all the other things that you read in the books that you don't really know what they mean. It's a fantastic book and you can read it all the way through. Another example of this might be Anna Quinlan's Imagined London, a tour of the world's greatest fictional city. So she takes you through the actual city, and I've read some of it, but I haven't read all of it, but it's really good. And it's like, well, this is where this character did that thing. <laughs> you know, here's the park, the big park where everyone went. And it's it's great. If, if you really love the Victorian and Austin and all those, you'll really love that book. So another category I came up with is reader's guides for specific books or specific authors. We've, we did a whole episode on Dip, Deeper Heaven last time. So you should definitely go listen to that. It's a fantastic reference for C.S. Lewis's Ransom Trilogy. I have started reading How Dante Can Save Your Life by Rod Dreyer because I am reading through Dante this year. And I think that'll be a, a good help for me. Brightest Heaven of Invention, A Christian Guide to Six Shakespeare Plays, and also The Soul of Wit, G.K. Chesterton on William Shakespeare. Those are on my shelf (laughs) and my TBR. I haven't read these yet, but I've heard nothing but wonderful things about them. Okay, so my third category is specific genres. Okay, I have P.D. James's talking about detective fiction. She is a modern writer of detective fiction that harkens back to the golden age. So I've heard, I haven't read her yet, but I want to. And I've started reading this one too, and it's fantastic so far. Sticking with mysteries and detective fiction. (laughs) This book was suggested, and I'm sorry, I'm blank right now on who did, but your guide to not getting murdered in a quaint English village. (laughs) It is so good. It has such a macabre sense of humor and the illustrations. It's as much illustration as reading and it's a short, quick read. So if you love the cozy mysteries or the classic mysteries, Christy, Tay, Sayers, you will love this book. Thank you for that recommendation. It's really funny. And a very classic work, Edith Hamilton's Mythology. So there's books specific to genres that help you with that genre. Okay, and my fourth and final category is just story in general, things that are more broad or cover a range of things. So one of my top books I want to read this year is On Stories by C.S. Lewis. It's a collection of different essays that people have put together. And it's essays about literature. Hmm. Also, How to Read a Book by Mortimer Adler and How to Read Literature Like a Professor by Thomas C. Foster. I've read How to Read Literature Like a Professor and it was good. It was it was much better than I expected it would be. And then How to Read a Book by Mortimer Adler is a classic. It is in both of the curriculums for high school that we use and it comes highly recommended. Edwin, shout out to Edwin. He recommends this book. He's in our Facebook group. This is maybe the place to start if you had to pick one place to start. Janice McDonald likes that book too. She mentioned it. That's right. That's right. You went a total different direction than this. I'm like in awe right now. Like none of this came to my mind. 
No, well, I mean, I would love, like, as we go, if we have categories to add or if we should adjust, you know, I think it's helpful to just have the scope of everything this genre brings to a reader's life. Hmm. (laughs) Yeah, that's amazing. I did not so much go the direction of sort of teaching and instruction on reading and books. Um, I went more just fiction and nonfiction books about bookish topics. So I See, think I don't amazing. even think about fiction. That didn't even occur to me. <laughs> that's all I had. <laughs> I just went nonfiction. This is great. I'm over here like, what? Wow. <laughs> this is great. So we definitely have another category to add already fiction. I thought I did my homework wrong. <laughs> okay so elizabeth give us give us your fiction list well i at trisha's her recommendation last year read book woman of troublesome greek and i loved it i ended up reading a lot about the story behind the story and i am just excitedly waiting on the book woman's daughter to come around my turn on audiobook and it keeps saying i'm next in line so somebody needs to pick up this book and get it done so i can have it already and then i talked about the book list last year (laughs) which is a book about an actual book list and it names all these great books that you know some are modern some are old but it's a list of books that are floating around to all these people and one of my all-time favorites is the Gerdsey Potato oh, right. Peel Pie. I can never remember that whole title without reading it. Pota- <laughs> Potato Peel Pie Gert- Society. That's not it. Everybody knows the what Gert-Z I'm talking about. Literary and Potato Literary. Peel Pie Society. It's the greatest, sweetest book about people coming together over books. And I it's a historical fiction. Oh, my word. And I want to say... I have never heard of a title that is so long. Oh, it is so long. And confusing yet memorable at the same time. I don't I know how it's meant to be that. funny. <laughs> yeah. They're like, we're not pros. We just wanted to get together. Right. So then my <laughs> other book I just finished last night is Fahrenheit 451. Can y'all believe I've never read that? Oh, oh that's a great book about books. It is so good, y'all. It is so good. And how you know a book is really, really good is when it sees into the future and addresses something that has not even happened and can Mm -hmm. make you say, oh, I really want to think about that. I really want to be careful about that. So if you're interested in that tidbit, you can ask me about it and I'll put it in the comments maybe. But I loved it. It was great. It I am a Christian who I want to think about what I read and there's some things I don't want to read, but I do believe... All ideas are welcome, and we will consider it, and I might choose to reject it, but all ideas are welcome. And this book talks about that, so it's a book about books. That's a great list. Yeah, it really I, is. I, I have amended my list of categories. Great. <laughs> You're like, oh, Let's it go. can be fiction, too. <laughs> Let's go. More categories. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to dive into my, I just called it nonfiction. So I'm going to describe these books, and then... Um, you tell me what category they go in, Amanda. You can be in charge of the categories. <laughs> so my first book is called The Library Book by Susan Orlean. And it's actually a perfect companion to Fear and Fight 451 because it is about a real-life library fire in the Los Angeles Public Library, the huge one downtown, in 1986. And Susan Orlean, who was an investigative journalist, 
writes this book where she investigates how this fire started, which is still a mystery to this day. So this book is part true crime. Who started this fire? Did it happen on purpose? This fire burned for more than seven hours and reached 2,000 degrees, destroying hundreds of thousands of books in the Los Angeles Public Library. And the fire consumed all of these books. But then when the sprinkler system came on, oh no, it soaked all of these books. The rest of them. So yeah. So then there's this whole thing about how all the technologies that like came to be of trying to restore these books that had been gotten wet. Fascinating. Like the whole thing was totally fascinating to me. And she interweaves that with the story of the LA Public Library. So she kind of takes you on a history of libraries. Because she's talking about restoring books, she talks about things having to do with the way books are made and the way books are bound and the way they're preserved. How interesting. And she focuses on some of the librarians and the key figures in the story. So for anyone who loves books, highly, highly recommend The Library Book by Susan Orlin. What category does that go in, Amanda? I don't know yet. It definitely needs a new category. <laughs> definitely needs a new okay. one. I'll keep All thinking right. about it. Okay. Second second book, When Books Went to War. I think I've mentioned this book before. Yeah. I read this last year. Oh, yeah. This takes as the background um, Hitler coming to power and him burning all of the books, having book burnings, yeah. first in Germany and then all over Europe. And as a reaction to that... American librarians starting started a drive to send books with our soldiers into World War II. So first it talks about the book drive where Americans donated 20 million hardcover books to our soldiers. But then they discovered that random hardcover books from random Americans weren't necessarily what the soldiers wanted to read, and they were big and heavy. So they started these really small, portable paperback copies. And what that project was, and what books were printed, and what they meant to the soldiers. This project rescued from obscurity books like *The Great Gatsby* and <gasps> made wow. a tree, yeah, and made *A Tree Grows in Brooklyn* a national heart book. Oh my wow. goodness, that book is so good. That could have been in this it's list. So good. I mean, she references Shakespeare mm. and the Bible so much. Yes, it's very mm. much about um, book lovers as well. So I loved it. When books went to war. Talk about on the go books and hustle bustle books. <laughs> yes. <laughs> war. Oh my goodness. The original oh. hustle bustle book. <laughs> like in the OG. The foxholes. <laughs> oh man. Wow. So yeah, it was very cool. It was very cool. Book number three The Professor and the Madman A Tale of Murder, Insanity, and the making of the Oxford English Dictionary. Do you guys know mm. this book? No. Mm-mm. This is one of these truth is stranger than fiction stories. It is oh, yes. so good. It's by Simon Winchester. There was a project that was started in Britain in 1857, the Oxford English Dictionary. I'd heard of it. I knew there was something that was a big deal about it, but I didn't know why it was such a big deal. It was such a big deal because they decided not just to define words, but to trace the meaning of the word through time for every word in the English language. And when was this again? 1857. This project was led by Professor James Murray. And it was such a huge overwhelming project that he realized if he was going to get it done in his lifetime, 
he was going to have to have help. And he didn't have the budget to hire a huge team. So he just asked for help by people who were interested in linguistics to help him find words and the references to words so that they could chart the history of all of these words. And one of his main contributors wound up being Dr. W.C. Minor, who was an American Civil War vet and an inmate at an asylum in Britain for the criminally insane. Oh, wow. Wow. So it's a story of these two men, the Civil War vet who wound up committing these crimes and wound up in an asylum in Britain, but still retained his brilliance and got obsessed with helping Professor Murray finish this project. Wow. It's crazy. It is a crazy, amazing bit of history that is so worth a read. And if you are interested in words and the history of words and the way these kind of literary projects come together, definitely pick it up. All right, Amanda, those are my three nonfiction. You have a category for that? Wow, those are good. I don't know. I have biographies of libraries and books. That's like that. working working category. I like it. I think that works. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. All right. So I will do these faster. I have four fiction books for book lovers. One, How to Find Love in a Bookshop by Veronica Henry. Have you guys ever read um, the Thrush Green books, the misread at Thrush Green? Hmm. No. no. Okay. So those are, that's a classic set of books that are like pictures of small town village life in Britain. And it's basically about sweet people doing fun things in a little English village. Anyway, this reminded me. Yes. Yes. Kind of like old Spanish, old fashioned (laughs) British Mitford. Yes. Okay. That's what it is. This is like that. So maybe I just should have said how to find love in a bookshop is a little bit like Mitford around a bookshop (laughs) in Britain in modern times. (laughs) Okay. Come with us on this journey. So (laughs) like like blinking hard here. Like, wait, what? (laughs) It's a sweet story that takes place in a small village in Britain about a woman who owns a bookshop. Her life is falling apart. She has lots of problems. And through the course of the novel, she solves her problems. Like That's basically the story. <laughs> it's not super like deep or complex or groundbreaking. But if you want a light read surrounding a bookshop in an English village, that's your book. Number two, The Uncommon Reader by Alan Bennett. This is a little book that imagines that a queen, probably meant to be Queen Elizabeth, in her older years, feeling a little bit isolated, winds up having access to a little bookmobile and what beginning to read again does for her life. It's only about 100 pages. You could read it in a day. It was pretty popular two or three years ago. I'm sure your library has it. Pick it up for a fun afternoon. The Uncommon Reader by Alan Bennett. Okay, this is the deepest literary book I'm going to talk about today. Possession by A.S. Byatt. This book won the Booker Prize the year it came out, about 20 years ago, I think. It is a literary mystery and historical fiction. It takes place both in present-day Britain when it came out and in the Victorian era. And these two literary scholars are working together to solve a literary mystery involving two Victorian poets. And these two fictional Victorian poets are based on Lord Tennyson and Christina Rossetti. Hmm. 
So for people who know that, like it's kind of a wink and a nod to these real life poets, but they fictionalized the events. This book contains many different kinds of reading. It contains part, it's part epistolary, it's part poetry, because they're researching these poets. They will dive into just reading their poetry. There's flashbacks to the Victorian era. It's a great story, and it will pull you through just in the storytelling, but it is also exploring a lot of ideas about postmodern literary criticism and the Mm. issues surrounding it. What did they believe in the Victorian times? What do we believe today? Were they right? Are we right? Are the things that the modern mind has brought to literature, is that bettering us? Or were they better off with some of their Victorian ideas? It asks a lot of those questions. It's super interesting, super well done, really beautiful. It is not squeaky clean. Um, It's not like super graphic, but there is some sexualized content. There is definitely some language, not a crazy amount. But if you like your book squeaky clean, probably not for you. Um, But it is a beautiful, meaningful dive into a great story and a literary conversation. Wow, that sounds so good. It's really interesting. Wow, great list, Trisha. Thank you. <laughs> That's great. I have one yeah, more yeah, go. that I forgot to put in, y'all. Go, Elizabeth. If you're listening to this episode and you're having all the feels because you love books so much and you want to share that feeling with a kid that you read aloud with. And we have said on this podcast that it can be your child. It can be your niece or nephew. It can be your neighbor. If you share books with children, then then all of these conversations are for you too. But my all-time favorite children's book, y'all, I can never pick favorites, but this, I think this is mm. it. My all-time favorite children's book is Wild About Books by Judy, Sierra, and Mark Brown. And it's about a bookmobile that crashes into the zoo. And the librarian <laughs> teaches the animals how to read. It is hysterical. <laughs> it lists all of these children's works that you hope your kid will one day read. But it's so funny. It rhymes. It, it's a great book list to, for them to aspire to. I'm telling you, this is my favorite children's book. So add that one to your list. Oh, I love that. that. That's so neat. Yes. I've never heard of that one. Definitely. Well, just have stay to tuned. I'll read out. aloud to you afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> so real quick, in case you haven't gotten enough book recommendations, I have three. <laughs> My three. Um, the first one, and I've mentioned this before, is Save the Cat. Now, this is about writing movies. However, it's really about writing story and what is entailed in that. And there's a Save the Cat writes a novel. Save the Cat goes to the movies also. And I have just started Save the Cat goes to the movies. So, But I love the story structure that he goes through. I think it's fascinating, can absolutely be applied to books. So it's story structure, that one. Okay, my next one is How to Teach Your Children Shakespeare by Ken Ludwig. And even if you don't have kids, if you're not reading Shakespeare with them, if you do have kids, this is great for you, too. If you are wanting your hand held and getting back into reading Shakespeare, or maybe you never have, it's really helpful really helpful. And this is a man who really knows what he's talking about. 
he has been in plays, written plays, done so much with Shakespeare. It's a great resource. And then my final one is Words of Delight, A Literary Introduction to the Bible by Leland Riken. And it is a big one. And I would put this in the reference category, but the introduction itself is so, so meaty. And then it goes into all the different genres of literature found in the Bible. And even if you're not a Christian, but you want to be a well-read person, this is one of those cornerstones of Western civilization that everybody needs to read, you know? Wow, that's a great list. Sorry, I had a quote to read. I lost it. Oh, yeah. (sighs) Anyway, this is one to read in smaller chunks because it's really meaty. And as I read different books of the Bible, I just go read that genre section. So that's how I've been using it. But the introduction itself alone is so, so good. Highly recommend that one. Love it. All right. I'm going to close with one more. I'm going to throw one more in. Are you ready? (laughs) Bonus. Bonus pick. This is a book about book and time travel. (laughs) I wondered if you were going to put this one. It is called The Air Affair by Jasper Ford. This is a book. was written in 1985. It is the beginning of a series. Time travel is common and also popping in and out of books. So in this magical realism setting, not only can you travel through time, you can travel in and out of books. Our villain, aptly named Acheron Hades, has begun his literary debauchery by murdering a minor character in Charles Dickens' Martin Chuzzlewit. How dare. (laughs) But this was only the prelude to his true purpose which is stealing into the novel Jane Eyre and kidnapping Jane and removing her from Thornfield forever. (laughs) So our heroine, the literary time-traveling detective Thursday Next, must travel through time and through novels to save Jane Eyre from Acheron Hades and restore this literary masterpiece to its rightful place in time and history. His name is Thursday Next. Her name. Her name. That's funny. The the detective. Yeah, it is. (laughs) Because you know, like get smart. It's like Friday, and you know. Uh huh. But it's Thursday Thursday Next. That's funny. (laughs) Yep. This sounds so fun. How crazy! This is so crazy in a really fun way. I love this idea. Yeah, it's it's pretty funny. I did want to give a language warning. There is language in these books. Um, but if you like comic, like sci-fi fantasy, and it's very tongue-in-cheek. So it's definitely a romp, for sure. That's my list, people. Well, fantastic. Guys, we have quite a list from this episode. <laughs> Trisha, this is going to take you forever to do the notes. Oh, no. <laughs> On Valentine's Day, we have thrown so much book love your way. (laughs) Because we care about you. So listeners, go to our Facebook group and let us know what you think of our categories. We ended up with like six of them. (laughs) (laughs) 
is it necessary? But beyond that, what do you think about these categories? What are your favorite books about books? And what are a couple that you would like to read from this episode? Also, please tell me, please tell me that in all of these books, there is one that you would like to read. (laughs) Oh my goodness, there better be. (laughs) Also, for our Book Fair 2023 Reading Challenge, some of these might fill some spots for you. Maybe a reread, maybe a book that intimidates you, an author you've never read, a genre you don't usually read. Man, this is any of it. This is like the whole thing. (laughs) (laughs) I did not realize how vast this category was. Maybe we should have divided it into two episodes. (laughs) (laughs) No, this is great. Well, until next time, I'm Trisha. I'm Amanda. I'm Elizabeth. And happy reading books about books. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this, subscribe to Book Fair Podcast. Join our private Facebook group. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram or email us at chat at bookfairpodcast.com. And you can help us continue to grow. Share an episode with a friend, mention us on social media, and leave a review in your podcast app. We'll see you next Tuesday.